me show you. Show me these beautiful images. Look at this one. You like that one? That's me trying to figure out how to make a crepe. <laughs> Look at this one that he took of me too. And he thought this was a good photo. He said this is me in my natural presence. Is that a cornetto? I was like, listen, Linda. If that's how I look every day of my life, I don't even know what to tell you. I'm hideous. <laughs> that's a nice photo. No, I have no lips. I have my father's lips. That's my problem. Oh, I have my mom's lips, actually. Nah, actually, I don't, I don't even remember what my dad's lips look like. But let's, I don't like that saying. That's sad. <laughs> Oh, is it? No, I guess not, if it's not sad for you. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I basically Let's have not dive into that today. The most Caucasian lips. Ah, here are you. You have your nice gloves on, ready for your rectal exam? Oh, yes, because that is what I do in makeup. <laughs> Bend over, flex, oh cough. We're good to go, darling. COVID. It worries me that you, that you know so much about this. This was from the same night. I look this very... This was from the same night. Straight. I know, but look at your little lacroix, you fancy lady. I look like I'm having a brain aneurysm. Yeah, well. What I is this shit? I love the building. Dan I was like, Daniel, why am I so small? You totally cut me off. He was like, no, I wanted a picture of the school. It's like, <laughs> you freak. You know, you can get arrested for that in some states. <laughs> that was a fun shoot that we did. Thank you for showing me your disposables. You're welcome. Yeah, that was the shoot where that guy came over with like a bag, a bag of mud and was like, you can just use this, right? And I was like, <laughs> I have- Just slap it on her, it's fine. I have fake mud I can use. And he was like, no, no, it won't have the right effect. And I'm like, I can, I can make the right effect. I, that's kind of what it's for. And then she just like dipped her face in the mud and yeah, I was like, she was well, like, no, it's fine. I'm going in. <laughs> that was an interesting night we had. That we was. just ate pizza in Marshlands in Richmond. And yeah. It was like, hmm. The amount of mosquitoes that- it suckled my blood. Suckled. That night. Hmm. My word of the day. And then my car broke down. Oh, yeah. And we had to get some guy to jumpstart.com. Yeah. We were just sat there. That was there. super fun. <laughs> it was like 2 a.m. Yeah. And you had said, just as we were getting into the car, you were like, how hilarious. <laughs> how hilarious would it be if my car didn't start? And I'd be like, yeah, that'd be so funny, Ruby. That'd be so funny for us. And then it didn't start. And it started. Mm -hmm. You brought that hell upon us. Yeah. Anyway, welcome. This is Blush and Stuff. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Hello. It is us. The time is nigh. Isn't that a saying? <laughs> like, the time is nigh. Meaning, like, right now. I thought it was now. The time is now. Have I just always thought the time or is Or the time now? is nine. Like, 9 p.m. No, this is an old <laughs> saying. I swear it was in, like, Blackadder or something. I don't know what that is. Shh. Purse those thin lips you have. <laughs> you don't have thin lips. I mean, you know what? In the 1920s, we would have been extremely popular. Oh, yes. Just because 2006 and up, no, probably like 2010. The big lips? Yeah. Yeah, big butts, big lips. Like 2010. Yeah. It's been that's a long time. That's a, a decade. decade for a style. It's time to move on. I think so. Mm -hmm. Let's bring back beast stung lips. I can rock that. Did you have a nice week? My show's finishing, so all hell's breaking loose. It's been a lot of long days. Turnaround, of course. Seven Meal hours. penalty. No. Mm -hmm. All the good stuff. So no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not that bad. It'll end soon enough. Yeah. My time will come. How's mm. your week? I started a wall with a grip. Oh. A friendly wall. Oh. Huh? I think he's holding more of a vengeance. You think it's all fun and games, but he's out for blood. 
Yeah, so in the building that we're in, the sh- where the makeup room is, we look over the car park. Mm. We got water balloons. Oh, no. And we th- we're, oh, very, we're no. very tight-knit. Okay, I should add that in. We are all They're not friends. bullies. They're friends. We're all friends, and it's actually a really nice like crew of people that all know each other very well. This wasn't like a random right. attack. Right. We are... It was not unprovoked. We are somewhat professional. Sometimes. We had these water balloons, like, in a bucket right near the window. Nice. And this grip is very... He's good with a water gun. He's got... Like, he gets very competitive. There's been, like, mm. nerf wars at the studio mm-hmm. workout. I remember that. He's... He's good, apparently. Oh. Yeah, so... We saw so you made it your mission to take down the... Mm-hmm. And we saw him walking past, and I ran and grabbed balloons, and I got him. I got his feet. <gasps> no, you didn't. And I generally, like, scared him. Oh. Yeah. Nice. And then later that day, he was like, I'm going to get you the hose. I'm going to do it. And I was like, interesting. Ha, ha, ha. No, you're not. I'm fabulous. I'll run away. I'm, I have umbrellas. I'm quick on my feet. <laughs> I'm spry. <laughs> and then I was talking to someone else, one of the writers, and they were like, oh, he'll hold that. He'll carry that grudge. You might not... I think it's going to happen soon, mm. but it could be in nine months' time. Oh, no. So that's I would fun. hate to live with that fear. Mm. Put an extra set of clothes in your trunk. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe oh. some shoes, too. I have fish flops. Nice. Yeah. I remember your fish flops. Yeah, that Kara on the order got all of us, and we yeah. walked around the trailer. So I have those I can always wear. Oh, that's nice. They're somewhat comfy. If you go to wish.com and just type in fish flops, you'll understand what I'm on about. You know what? Honestly, if you like anything to wish.com, some great stuff will come up. It'd be quite the fun afternoon. But I just think, like, who who was, like, sitting at their kitchen table and one day was like, you know what would be great? If we made a blindfold for cats. <laughs> but instead of just going over their eyes, it went over their whole head. Like a leather... Like a gimp mask for a cat? <laughs> yeah, they I sell think, those there. I think I've seen Not it. that I've looked at them, but... You have. You have a cat. You're a naughty little lady. Oh, my God. <laughs> Poor Freddy. He's, he would never. He'd, I would lose my eyes. Yeah, he'd, he'd be barely let me touch him. So, like, let alone. <laughs> I put angle. a collar on him. I put a collar on him when we first got him. He wore the collar for one night. And the next morning, I woke up, and it was on the nightstand, torn to shreds. Are you serious? He left it on the nightstand. That is totally the bangle in him. He was like... Is tried, that right? Tried bangle? To ha- yeah, he's a Bengal, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's Bengal or Bengal. I like Bengal. <laughs> I'm a Bengal girl. <laughs> I'm <Dad>. a Bengal gal. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, he's evil, for sure. He would have posted it if he could. Oh, if, if he, he had thumbs. If he could have wrapped around my neck, <laughs> he would. It's good to know you live in fear in all areas. Work at home. I do. I can't get away. It's good. It keeps me on my toes. It keeps me spry, <laughs> like you. Full circle. Full circle. Um, what are you doing today, friend? What is your yes. story of the day? I guess we should get onto makeup. That's yes. why we're all here. After all. We talk about that. Mm-hmm. I am doing Black Swan. No way. You're not doing Black Swan, are you? No, I just wanted to make oh, you think I was. I thought to be like, why are you doing this? <laughs> we got no content. But I did think about it. I was talking about Black Swan with someone at work the other day. Oh, and no. it did cross my mind to do it, but then I settled on a different one. Okay, don't tell me. I won't, I won't. Okay. They're actually quite different, so it's good. Oh, fantastic. It worked out. Yeah, it did. It did. So shall I... Yeah, yes, I'll hop right it's in. my turn. Hop right in. Here it is. I'm ready. The spotlight has stayed. Natalie Portman, where are you? Not here. No. Never. So, plot and facts. I'm going to start with that. All right. The Black Swan. We're hopping in. Here we are. It's a Darren Aronofsky film. Mm-hmm. Darren Aronofsky. Da-da-da. He did Requiem for a Dream and Mother... Texting, are we? In- I'm so sorry. I just got a message 
from Freddie being like, I'll kill you <laughs> if you talk about You've me again. too much. <laughs> I'll see you tonight. Dead. <laughs> um, yeah, so, have you seen Requiem? No. That shit is wild. I watched that in school because we were doing, like, kind of drug-induced looks, and they were like, if you want to see some good shit, Requiem for a Dreams is about heroin addicts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jared Leto's in it. It's about drug addicts and also other addictions. I shouldn't just say, like, drug. It's a really well-done film. Ah, okay. But uh, it's it's dark. It's dark as shit. It's very raw, and it's one of those films that after, you'll just sit silent in. Hmm, one of those. But anyway, that's another film. Black Swan. <laughs> so it was 10 years in the making. He actually discussed wow. with Natalie Portman he wanted her to play the lead even before he wrote the script. Wow, he just yeah. knew. He just knew. She does, she's got the ballerina look. Yeah, she's cool. So uh, I got this off the old web. <laughs> it's a for people who haven't seen it and Little don't know gaga. about it. <laughs> you know, it's a psychological thriller set in the world of New York City ballet. It is a ballerina whose passion for the dance rules every facet of her life. And that's all I'm gonna say. I wrote more, but honestly, you should just watch it. It's a great film. Yeah. It is. It's mm-hmm. a bit freaky at times. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. It definitely it's one of those movies that when you're watching it you're like, Ooh. especially the bathtub scene when she's like in the bathtub, and she finds... Yes. You know? I don't like the out. toenail bit. Mm-mm. Anyway. I don't like any toenail bit, to be fair. <laughs> in any film, anywhere, or in real life. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't like feet. That's what someone who likes feet would say. <laughs> <laughs> You're embarrassing me in front of my friends. No. <laughs> uh, so oh, no, I'm sad. No, you hate feet. Of course. As do I. <laughs> Uh, so the fact of the day, the Swan Lake, the original the ballet. the ballet, it was composed in 1875 and performed and like choreographed for the first time in Moscow in 1877. Oh. So over a hundred years later, it remains a favorite with ballet companies. It's also, isn't it one of the hardest ballets to do I've like, heard for that. a ballerina? Yeah, I can imagine. It looks insane. Very yes. I mean. What ballerinas and dancers can do is pure magic. A body should not move like that. <laughs> it's unnatural. But it happens and it's beautiful and we'll pay grand money to watch it. <laughs> it's like fear factor, but pretty. <laughs> but make it pretty. <laughs> that was pretty much Darren Aronofsky's vibe. That's what no ballet. Black Swan. But it's like fear factor. But make it pretty. <laughs> That's him in the writer's room. Pullman, Paul, are you on? She's like, I don't, I don't even know. Is there Great. a script? We start Monday. There's no script. <laughs> See you in 10 years. <laughs> um, so the makeup artists were two women called Judy Chin and Marjorie Durand. And they worked together a lot. They worked on Sex and the City, the film Post, Dead Don't Die, and of course, Black Swan. The makeup was huge. Like, after the film came out, um, everyone copied it for Fancy Dress and Halloween. It actually reminded me of the release of Euphoria and how everyone was mimicking the looks. Yeah, it's, like, famous on TikTok now. Black Swan or Euphoria? Euphoria. Really? I go on TikTok, it's, like, everywhere I see makeup inspired by Euphoria. Mm -hmm. We started that. (laughs) That was us, not Donnie Davey. Never. started on Donnie Davey again. (laughs) So, yeah, they got a lot of praise, and of course it was very well-deserved, and what a, they said it was just so flattering that everyone that Halloween was being Black Swan. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to talk about Natalie Portman's classic Black Swan makeup look. Mm-hmm. 
Can you imagine if I didn't? And I just discussed, like... We're going to talk about background dancer number eight. <laughs> Her look for the movie. Well, just, like, Vincent Cassell, who's, like, the, uh, the instructor. instructor. just like, look at that. So he's bald. Very corrective. Very challenging. <laughs> so I got the majority of my information from a, a site called Racked.com. But I Rat? Racked. Oh. Like a roof rack, but ED on the end, rack. Interesting. Um, what I don't believe is a pub- publishing anymore, but they still have everything available for a reader. Oh, nice. And this interview was actually really impressive and had a lot of good shit. Nice. That I'm going to share. Great. Right now. So uh, for the application, the black swan, they would apply a very pale ivory foundation. With Wait, a- so, sorry, it's just cut you off. So I have a question. Hold on. I just, okay. I'm getting lost. Please. Is Marjorie Natalie Portman? No, no, no. Or Marjorie's the dancer. No, no, Marjorie's the makeup artist. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Natalie Pullman plays a character called Nina. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Mm -hmm. So Marjorie and Judy were the two makeup artists. Ah, okay. I thought that that was... So sorry. The two dancers. (laughs) No, we've moved on. I The plot was very simple. It's a psychological thriller of a dancer. Right. Okay. <laughs> Boom. Done. Now we're to the makeup. Yes, the makeup artist. Right. Cool. I'm caught up. I'm in the loop. Thank you. Sorry, that was confusing. So yeah, for the application, they would apply a very pale ivory foundation with white cream highlight on the forehead and cheekbones for the base to create the classic swan eyes that went as far, like, close to her head. Yeah, they, they went way, really back, like, on her temples. Mm-hmm. They used MAC chromaline in black black chromaline. They used a MAC pigment in silver combined with a mixing medium. Um, and they applied for every br- feathery brush strokes over the black swan's eyes. So Natalie Pullman's eyes. And I read elsewhere that they were big fans of fan brushes and like manipulating fan brushes. Yeah, yeah. Lo- that's the thing I, a lot of people do that. Um, what makes sense to get that correct stroke and texture. Yeah, and it would give you that feathery kind of mm-hmm. And look. also just like filling in because they can be so thin as well. Yeah, and you can kind of like spin them around and get cool patterns. Yeah, so that was like one of the brushes that I read elsewhere that they were like. They were really into. They were into to help apply those. Nice. Um, I also love a fan brush for mascara, especially on men. Like a little one? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the lips were lined with MAC lip pencil in Vino. What, did you get that in your makeup kit at school? Vino? Vino. Oh, yeah, wait, yeah, but I've always said Vino. That is it, it's Vino, it's not Vino. Oh, that is it? Yeah, I, I said it wrong. I For some reason, when you said that, I thought, like, you know the gelatin that they give us in a bottle, the Ben and I, like, liquid yeah. gel, that's what my brain went to. You were like, interesting. I was like, ah, oh, interesting technique for shine. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. It's edible. Okay, sure. <laughs> no, as one of my teachers used to say, you have your dyslexic brain on. Love that. <laughs> Not offensive at all. Totally um, reasonable. So you, the so British. <laughs> so dry. Sweep that under the carpet. <laughs> Forget about it. That trauma. Woo. <laughs> Um, and then on top, it was uh, topped with MAC lipstick and a bonnet. They basically, in short, they love MAC. Okay, it's like a fuchsia. Yes. Nice. So that was in her lips, topped with the darker vino. Vino. In MAC lip pencil. So yeah. Oh, and then um, lined the under eye and the waterline using a very pointed tip of the MAC chromaline in red. Chromaline. Wow, they really like the chroma, the chroma products. Chroma, chroma. I can't pronounce anything today. That's gonna be how it is. So if you try to look for these products, you won't find them. 
Good luck. I've made a challenge. <laughs> Let me scavenger hunt. <laughs> just walking into Mac and like playing my voice and the Mac is people at Mac. Do you like, have this color? Do like, you? I have Vino? no idea what Cromo is. <laughs> Vino? Do you have Vino here? <laughs> So the makeup wasn't traditional in past ballet performances. They wanted something visually striking and dramatic and all of the intensity forced in the eyes. They said it would be closest compared to an opera makeup more than a classic mm. ballet makeup. Also, Marjorie spoke about having very open communications with wardrobe and production design because she wanted the looks to be fantastical but also balancing each other out. No one tried to outdo each other because all departments had a lot of free range. You can tell when they do that. When, like, the makeup and the hair and the wardrobe, like, just tie in so nicely when together. it's a team. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love when that happens. So obviously, because of ballerinas having an incredibly active job and Black Swan, the characters wear both body and face makeup, like all the dancers. Yeah. The products that they decided upon to hold up in lights, movement, like perspiration, were Meron pancake makeup with a spray sealant to oh. ensure that this would not rub off on costumes. Also, MAC paint pots and MAC powder point eye pencils helped a lot. In addition, they used tattoo inks by Illustrator Palettes by Premier Products on the hands and fingertips, what of course are alcohol-based, but found that to be the best option to avoid smudging. Mm. And because of it being a dance choreography involving a lot of lift work and holding hands, that was quite the trial and error in working out what would transfer least because also the costumes were insanely beautiful and would cost a bomb to make and have. Yeah. I'd hate to explain, like, personally, can you imagine going up to the costume designer? Oh, my God. I'd be like, so you know that $15,000 tutu that's white? Funny story, you're going to laugh. You're going to think it's so funny. (laughs) There's black makeup all over it. Um, I think we work it into the story. (laughs) Can you imagine? <laughs> the last you on set. Yeah. So there was a lot of trial and error with getting... Because some illustrators just weren't holding up or weren't achieving the look. And yeah. so, yeah, they actually used tattoo inks by them to, like, get the darkness. Because they had, like, the feather oh. kind of on the hands as well. And then also, like, to lock in on the fingertips as well. They were airbrushing a lot of, like, yeah. to just make sure... None of that would go anywhere. What would be... That would be so hard. You'd be so, chasing them I mean, they're sweating so much because they're dancing. I mean, yeah, you'd be on your... You'd never sit... You'd never see your chair. And even, like, under the armpits and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Like, makeup all down their arms and then... Yeah. Anyway. That's the first thing to go. Mm-hmm. They also mixed uh, the sealant, Ben Nye, with MAC pigment in silver. And then they used this as a metallic liquid to paint uh, delicate silver branches what we what they used in some of the looks. I don't remember seeing delicate branches like over people. Maybe I'd have to like rewatch the film. But yeah, I that's probably like Googling it. But one of those like little details that makeup artists are fantastic about. Honestly. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, it was also it was a mixed product. They made it. It was a a silver shadow and then seal. Final seal put together mm. so it would be naturally sealing as they were painting and creating more oh, of that like liquid. Clever. Mm-hmm. So them a step. But in saying that, the hardest part they said in this interview was switching the black swan looks into the white swan look and vice versa during long filming days. And apparently this happened a lot. Mm. So they're wiping all that makeup off and putting Ugh. her in her white swan what's like a very delicate like blush and sweet. And, like, yeah, minimal almost. Like very... It's got that pale look still to it, but switching back and forth. Can you and imagine like cake makeup taking and... that black off? Like it'd go mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they just said doing that and having to be retouching the dancers and so constantly because of the strenuous dancing and then 
cutting to close-up shots all mm-hmm. the time. And there's that, like, such – that beautiful, traumatic shot of Natalie Portman, like, there's a naked person in your window. Oh, my gosh. Right. Oh, my gosh. Wow. She's <laughs> just – She's naked. She's just out. She's right about. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. Good for her. I have no problem with it. There you Free go. the nip all the way. She's living her best life. That just caught me by surprise because I caught out the corner of my eye and I just saw like. And you're like, is that? Oh. Be- beautiful pair of breasts in the window. And I was like, wow. There you go. There you go. Get it. You know what, though? They were tanning in the summer when we were all in quarantine. Mm-hmm. They were tanning in our yard, also shirtless. So I expect it from them. Honestly, guys have their shirt off. Why not? I'm all about it. Free the nip. Mm-hmm. Live your best life. So, yeah. The, I, was, oh, I was about to say, there was that beautiful close-up shot of Natalie Portman where she, like, first comes out as the black swan and mm-hmm. she's, like, dancing out on her little tiptoes. And yes. they do that, like, closing camera and then she, like, dances Falls away over. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was, like, they did a lot of those Makes you, like, movements. dizzy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Was she wearing contacts in this movie? Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sometimes, not all the time. Yeah. That'd be hard too, because they were big contacts. Mm-hmm. And I read a lot of mixed reviews. Some people were like, no, some people were like, yes, I couldn't get a definitive word from else. Mm. But yeah. Sounds like it. And finally, the only other challenge was conveying to their team and their assistants the application techniques, as it was really an operatic style of makeup. The shaping of the eyes and painting the whole eye in cake makeup is unusual for modern makeup artists. Most people are very intimidated by pancake makeup. Mm-hmm. I would be. I would be too. And they dismiss it as old-fashioned, but it can be done very beautifully if done properly. Yeah. I've never had the opportunity to paint in pancake makeup. <laughs> <Just> to paint? <laughs> I actually have never done makeup. Um, you know, I do a lot of clerical work, a lot of the paper side of things. <laughs> Literally me when I made an inventory this whole week. <laughs> Inventory. Yeah, and laminated it. I've painted some nails here and there. Um, hands? Hands. hands. I'm an oh, expert in hands. I've done a lot for hands. Let me tell you. I'm <laughs> not on the face. I, I know my way when a hand or two. <laughs> that's all. Oh that, that actually hit a bit close to home. <laughs> Can't tell, but we're crying. <laughs> but apparently uh, their whole team produced beautiful work and were fantastic assistants because they identically followed every product and technique and, like, brush they oh, wow. were told to use. They didn't try to use other products knowing it might get the same look. They were very specific. And assistants followed everything they said, like good people. Oh. Yeah, and I actually really appreciate that because I know that there's people, like, assistants or people out there knowing that what would look better or this would look yeah, better. Yeah, or you could, you know, I have this product that would do the exact same thing. Yeah, and I feel like, well, if you're achieving the same look, like, cool. Why does it matter how we get there? But no, they were very particular. And Which just, that just shows that how much their team probably respected them and their process yeah. and respected the makeup mm-hmm. to be like, all right, even if I think I can do it better with this product, you mm-hmm. want this one? We'll use this one. And that was kind of the look. I like it. Did that tell you enough? I think so. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's fucked, but it's beautiful. Does she die? Spoiler. Sorry. Okay. That always confused me. Yeah. I was never sure. I just gave her the answer through head movement. The marvel of radio. <laughs> radio? <laughs> <laughs> this has been a mess. I can't pronounce well, it. Welcome back to WCK. <laughs> I think I'm having a stroke. Uh, what did you put in my tea? <laughs> <laughs> Burnt toast. <laughs> also, I found this hilarious comment. It was like a Google <laughs> drop down as I was looking at stuff like, and then there was this one being like, what mental illness does Nina have in Black Swan? And, that, and the answer <laughs> was 
There are simply too many psychological things <laughs> going on with Nina. <laughs> that was it, me. <laughs> me and Nina are the same person. <laughs> Little bit rude. Alright. We had to call her out. Jesus. <laughs> but also relatable. Imagine getting diagnosed. There are, like, doctor, what do I have? There are simply too many problems. I cannot label. Wait, listen. You're just, you're fact. So. That's pretty much what this one sentence said. Poor <laughs> Nina. Sin. Yeah, so there's Black Swan, friend. I love it. Yeah. Can I interest you in what I'm selling? Sure. (laughs) By all means. All right. So um, I had a hard time picking what I wanted to do today, Mm -hmm. but I kind of went down the Star Trek hole, (gasps) right? Big hole. But it's a big hole. And so I didn't want to, like, go into the entire Star Trek hole. So I picked the Star Trek I am most familiar with, which is Star Trek Voyager. Did you ever watch that show? It was on in like, it was like 95 or something to, to 2000 and something. No, I didn't. Oh my gosh, okay. I wasn't cool. I actually don't watch film or do makeup. We, we talked about this. Ah, right. Yeah, of course. I know nothing. My mistake. Mm-hmm. When I was super little, I was probably like four or five, me and my dad used to watch this show together all the time and nice. he'd like try to explain it to me. And my mom's super into it. My mom loves Klingons. <laughs> and I think part of me thinks that maybe I got into makeup because I liked Star Trek and I liked the aliens, especially because Voyager had, like, so many practical effects and, like, you know what I mean, prosthetics. Actually, when I got into makeup school, when we were doing, like, prosthetic work, my mom was like, make a Klingon. Make a Klingon. Do it. Make a Klingon. Make me a Klingon. (laughs) I'll fly out. (laughs) So I've decided to narrow it down. I'm doing Star Trek Voyager, specific character, Belena Torres. Tell me more. She's half Klingon, half human. Ah. Ah. Shout out to my mom. She loves the Klingons. Mm -hmm. She loves them. Mm -hmm. In another life. In another life, she'd be a Klingon. Mm -hmm. For sure. So this makeup was originally, well, like, not her specific makeup, but, well, kind of. Klingons in general were designed by Michael Westmore in the 1960s. The Westmores had their hands deep into the Star Trek franchise, let me tell you. Really? It was, it's crazy. I, I believe it. They had their hands deep in a lot of things. Like, meaning they, they're a very successful family, and they're all makeup artists. Ah, okay. That is it. Nothing shady. Never. I don't no. want the Westmores coming after me. So, Michael Westmore, he originally designed this makeup in the 60s for, like, the original, when the Klingons were first introduced. Cool. This is what a little quote I found on him talking about the Klingons. He said, The original Klingons had no prosthetics except for dark makeup and the hairdos, beards, mustaches, and really bushy eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Then in the features, they added subtle foreheads, some not so subtle. And then when the TV show came along... <laughs> nice pause. Thank you, period. Then when the TV show came along, I added the nose to go with the forehead and to overemphasize the bones in the forehead using cross-sections of dinosaur vertebrae. Yeah. What a wild man. Have you seen a Klingon? They're fact. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're really cool. They look like these, like, crazy... So they're supposed to be, like, really aggressive race of aliens. Yes. And they've got these huge foreheads. They've got foreheads for days. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you could land a plane. Well, no, because there's too many ridges. You could try. (laughs) (laughs) But they have, like, these little bumps and crests and stuff. Sometimes they've got piercings. They're really cool. They've got their own language. I actually did some research into the Klingon language. I wish you just did this whole new on in Klingon. My owl. (laughs) 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 That means, how are you? (laughs) Um, 
So, originally in the TV series, Klingons started as with a minimal forehead texture, and they were mainly done using hair um, and just paint, and they had some crazy eyebrows and mustaches, like eyebrows that, like, <laughs> like Grinch eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And then as they, like, kind of went on, they, they got the bigger foreheads. So then we get to, we get to Voyager. We have this character, Belena Torres. So she's half human, half Klingon. So her oh. mom was a Klingon, her dad was a human. She's played by Roxanne Dawson. Do you reckon that was the producers being like, we need a Klingon, but make her pretty. <laughs> but make it pretty. So they kept her forehead ridges, but, and they made her forehead really long. In the first season, and actually it's interesting, because when you look at pictures of the makeup in the first season versus in like the sixth, like the fourth or fifth season, mm-hmm. her forehead slowly gets more human-sized, mm-hmm. less like a landing strip. Nice. But in the first season, she's got this tall, crazy tall forehead. Her wig like sits quite high. Mm-hmm. And she's got like kind of subtle ridges. And she, I watched an interview of her talking about the makeup, and she said that when she first, she, when she accepted the role, she had no idea what Klingons look like. And so then, like, the day before she's going in to do her makeup test, she's like, I, I should probably, like, look into this. Okay. She sees these Klingons, and she's like, dear God, what have I signed up for? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> what am I in for? But so she goes in, I do the makeup, looks great. And then she was like, the challenge then was, like, learning how to act with, all this makeup because they were using foam prosthetics and a cre- it's like a pretty big piece that they put on her because it comes down the bridge of her nose wraps around her eyebrows they like cover it covers her eyebrows because then they redo her eyebrows on top of the foam and then it sits pretty high and then her wig goes on top of that mm-hmm. it's pretty wild makeup yeah. and then she said eventually she just stopped noticing that she was wearing makeup it just felt like normal like and then she was like i'd forget that i was wearing it and people would give me funny looks on set and i'd be like what's that guy looking at me for and then he'd be, she'd be like oh yeah right wow so it must have been yes. very comfortable it was i guess so i mean phone's as, light it is yeah. yeah yeah as comfortable as it can be i guess hmm. probably take a few hours there wasn't a whole lot of research i could find on her character specifically there's a lot of information on other characters, but I was less interested by them. I liked Belena the best. Why did you like the Belena? show? Because she's, like, saucy. She's got the Klingon, you know, she's like, Arr. But then she's also, like, emotional because she's still half human. So she's, like, mm-hmm. gentle but grumpy. Kind of like Freddy. What am I, like, I associate with that? No, what is it? I relate mm. to having someone like that in my life. Yes. So it hit home when you were a child and now. And now. Right. Full circle, really. Um, but honestly, there's so many cool makeups in Star Trek Voyager. There's like, and even the new Star Trek. Like, oh my god! Didn't Joel Harlow create like 52 new yes, races, and they all look very aquatic to me. What's interesting because I feel like he focuses a lot on like ocean animals. And, yeah, like, they and do past sculptures and work he's done. Yeah, they do. They all have a lot of like gills and the color palette, and even like the the paint jobs are very like you're right, like aquatic. It's forever been an awesome. Franchise. It will. We should do a Star Trek episode. Yes, where we like Absolutely. Pick some things from that, especially because we know people who worked on the new one. Yeah, being that it's Sean. What is just insane? Oh God, I would love to say that I worked on that movie. And that'd be like childhood Sarah would just. Yeah, she'd be beside herself for sure. Your mom and dad would be proud. Not that they're not now. For once, they'd be proud. <laughs> Wipes away too. <laughs> um, but there's some really cool makeups in it. There's like um, Jerry Ryan plays Seven of Nine. Who's this, like, she's got this cool little piece around her eye, like a metal-looking piece. There's Ethan Phillips plays Neelix. I watched, actually, a video of him getting that applied to him. Mm -hmm. It was pretty crazy. It's, like, this huge cowl that goes over his head. 
He says, it feels like you're getting into an aquatic suit. It's like a cow that goes over his head. It's got his hair already done. It's got this crazy paint job. It's like very cat-like almost. It's foam pieces. The Westmores went at it. They did. Yeah. So Michael Westmore was the department head for this, for Voyager. And then his, either his nephew or his son was Michael Jr. Westmore Mm -hmm. or Michael II. And he did a lot of the animatronics and the prosthetic fabrication for this. Okay. It was a family affair. Yes. As it often is with the Westmores. And actually, when I was looking into the Westmores and, like, their affiliation with Star Trek, it's crazy how many of the Westmores were in Star Trek. Like, we're talking, like, wives, sister-in-laws, nieces, nephews, brothers. They, like, parasited the shit out of it. It it was insane. Yeah, literally. That's awesome. Literally. One got in, and it was like, don't worry. (laughs) Move the the family. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. You're coming to L.A. How did they paint um, her phone piece? All done with creams, it looked like. I watched a video, and they had, like, all the things, like, like the materials yeah. out in front of them. Yeah, yeah, so they were using prosade powder. This was in, like, the ni- like the late 90s, so okay. it would have been a lot of... Yeah, and HD hadn't really come in. Well, no. Hadn't come in. No, no. It, w- it would have been all very, like, traditional effects makeup awesome. applications. I'd love to see some of those makeups, like, in person. Right? Like, the biggest one for me is Godfather with Dick Smith. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that fun? That yeah, I think so. Yeah, and that was like done with creams and stuff. Like it's hard to to give foam that it's so opaque. Yeah, it like it's really like hard skin. to look like skin, right? Yeah. And now, I mean, the newest Star Trek, that's all done in silicone. Yeah, and they have the budget too. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> like foam's great for like fantastical when games. you're not making it look like skin. Absolutely, it's also, uh, it's a great show. Who applied her makeup? Sorry. So her, I don't know who applied it. They had a bunch of artists on it. I just, it was designed by Michael Westmore. I don't really think he was applying yeah. hers specifically. Oh, okay. I've never seen it. So. Oh, it's so good. It was on Netflix for a little while. I rewatched some of them. Mm, it's shameful that I haven't. I also really liked it because the captain in this one was a woman. Oh, cool. It's Captain Catherine Janeway. Fuck yeah. And she's like this boss ass. Takes no shit woman. That's yeah. awesome. She's great. Nice. Yeah. So that's us. We did Star Trek and Black Swan. Yes. Two very different films. You know, another episode we should do on the Westmores. Absolutely. They, I mean, that's a lot of material. It'd be good to get some of the, like, the greats and just do episodes on them and their work. Yeah. There's so many. Would that be fun? That would be For fun. For you, listener. Hello. Anybody out there? <laughs> we should wrap this up. Or it's starts Probably. to get really weird. Yeah, we're getting there. Too much coffee will do that to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay friends thank you so much for listening to blush and stuff we appreciate you um very nice customer service voice thank you so much bye bye <laughs> <laughs>